Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Coming to you live from our studios here in West Loop, downtown Chicago. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guys, Big Dave. Bow! Bow! B-A-W-L Sports. <laughs> and traveling man back from Nashville, hey. back from Milwaukee. Will Go Godly in studio with us. Will underscore Godly. We are CSU underscore Bulls. Our pal producer, Joey Spavis. One's and Rocking the controls. We see you, shirtless Bow. Wonder. Shirtless we Wonder. We see you. We see you. Oh, looking glorious. In your face. How great is it that it's October and he can and still he be still the shirtless Wonder no right shirt now? On. I was wearing a sweatshirt and it's a awesome. coat outside. This man is wearing no shirt. No shirt. Absolute respect. It, uh, respect him, man. That's all you have to do. respect it. He is a legend. Uh, shout out to Jeff in the comments. It's great to catch you all live. Nice new opening music. So we have so See, much there you the I told you. Yeah, new, man. <laughs> new music. Shout out to Cassie as well. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Uh, a few things to get to before we dive into our Bulls topics for today. Mm. First and foremost, um, <laughs> I am rocking the 98C shirt for a reason. Yes. The Connor Bedard era starts tonight, tonight. y'all. Tonight. tonight. RCHO Blackhawks crew is down in Pittsburgh Flex. for... The season opener. They have pregame and postgame for y'all tonight right here on our CCO Sports YouTube channel. Uh, 6.30 pregame and then postgame to follow. I am so ready for some hockey. What do you want to see in that Let's game, Let's do that. Uh, I want to see a Connor Bernard hat trick. Hat trick. Because I'm mm. a selfish mofo. Well, that's not selfish. That's yeah, awesome. Well, you know, it's maybe asking a bit much. Yeah. We need the soundbite of SpongeBob going, future. Future, but you guys don't you don't get that. Reference. No, sorry, I was I was in college when SpongeBob was popular with the kids. The, it's for the Gen Z folk no, out still there. Watching it. People, in, people in college were definitely watching SpongeBob. Yeah, Dave's nephew was watching SpongeBob when I was. Oh man, I was uh, watching SpongeBob. Alexandra in the comments said nothing like a CSU Bulls pod while waiting for a one a.m. Hawks game. Yes, hey, kudos to you. Out. Wherever you are, shout where it's out. gonna be one a.m. when the puck drops. That is it correct. Is. Portugal. I like how you put Shout the whole stank on that, Lawrence. Good job, man. Get the bang. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, also, <laughs> speaking of our Hawks crew doing pre and post tonight, make sure you're subscribed so you get alerts when we go live by subscribing to the CHO Sports YouTube channel. Y'all, we are just about 500 away from 40K subscribers to our yeah. CHO Sports YouTube channel. Shout out to everybody who's already subscribed. Seriously. Tell your fam. Tell your friends. Keep coming. Become a subscriber. Um, welcome home, Goat. Thank you. How was Nashville? Nashville's good, man. It was busy. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of forgot that uh, that 
practice is a lot of work, you know? Yeah. Mm. Mm. You mean for you, the reporter, or for the players practicing? Good question. Well, yes, (laughs) but also yes. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, it just – it kind of came up quick. Like, I feel like last year to start the season, it was like a big moment. Like, all right, we're back. Mm -hmm. And now this year, for some reason, it was just like we're in practices. It's happening. It's already started to happen. Uh, But it was really Mm good. Um, Got to hang out with some of the other beat writers. Mm -hmm. Waited around for practices to end for a long time. Today they went three hours, guys. Mm. It, was, it was a long practice. A three-hour um, practice. <laughs> a three-hour practice. What's that from, Joey? No clue. <laughs> I also don't have a clue, so I'm with you on that one, Joe. It's Gilligan's Island, sir. Um, but, yeah, the the PR staff was great in Nashville. They uh, allowed us to have some really good access. We were able to, like, sit down with – for me, it was Patrick and Vooch for like 10, 15 minutes Excellent. talking with those guys. Mm-hmm. Got some really good stories out of it. Um, and then, yeah, just hanging out, getting to explore the city a little bit. It was very cool. Not an NBA city, so I'd never been there before. Right. Yeah, right. Um, Hattie B's mm. chicken place down there. Fine. Yeah. He loves it. That was that was very good. A little mm. bit overrated. A yeah. little bit. A little bit. What, uh, not to be overrated when you have a name oh, like Oh, long that. line. Mm. Yeah. It took me like 30 minutes to get in that What'd you place. get, Will? That's Hot chicken? Hot chicken. Pickles yeah. on there? Nashville hot yeah. chicken. You got to get it. Nashville well, hot. you know, there's levels of hot. I'm, I'm asking, like, you know, yeah. did you go with their hottest hot? So there's, like, a, a mild, medium hot, and mm-hmm. then there's, like, a separate scale for extremely hot. Mm-hmm. I just went with the normal hot. That sounds like It was weird. good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you get Nashville hot, hot, hot as an option in Chicago, I rock with that a lot. Like, hot Roos, I don't cold. know if you guys know Roos Chicken. Well, hot. Roos yes. Chicken's Nashville Ooh, hot Roos. is legit. I remember Roos. They used to park outside my old job all the time. Yeah? Actually, the guy used to let me... Oh, that's a long story. <laughs> long story. I, long I mean, story. I kind of want to hear it. Long story. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll save it for when we are uh, transitioning from training camp to preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, now is the time of year where NBA fans are excited. We're about to get fresh games back. Preseason games are already back. Mm-hmm. Because of that, everybody wants to talk to Will to go Gottlieb. Everybody. Uh, you were recently on our... Our uh, friend Salim's Bulls Gold Pod Shout with out. Salim and Ed Schuler. Shout out to them. That Go listen to us. that, which got, is up now. Gotta get Salim on the show. It's have to, dude. Salim, Absolutely. you're on deck, baby. Come on through dreams. And uh, Nate Duncan, who now is the host of the Dunked on Prime podcast. Yes. You were a guest of his on his latest episode, which some of them are like behind a paywall. This one is available to all. Yes, it's available to all. Come on. Go. There you go. Hey, Joey. Go listen to Will the Goat's uh, appearances on those two other NBA pods Goaten. in the last couple of days. Quaffin. Um, <laughs> Quaffin and Goaten all day. The goat and the goatee over here. The goat and the goatee. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> Pretty good. I like that. Well done. One much better than the other. But that's <gasps> a basketball reference. Hey. Um, <laughs> so uh, we all sat and watched the Bulls preseason opener against the Bucks on Sunday. <laughs> Some good, some bad, some second half garbage time minutes. Uh, but we wanted to talk a little bit more on today's show about some of the things that we saw and liked offensively from the Bulls, especially in that first quarter and the second quarter, that were different, that we didn't see as much. Um, notably, and shout out to our pal Stefan No, who's doing great stuff for Sporting News. Uh, he wrote a piece that was highlighting the different ways that the Bulls were using off-ball screens mm-hmm. in, in that first half against Milwaukee. And, uh, Will, I'm curious to get your thoughts on the usage of DeMar and some of the guards as screeners to open up some more of those three-point looks that we saw on Sunday. That's the name of the game this year, and mm-hmm. I think that it absolutely needs to be. We've been talking all summer mm-hmm. about 
got to get some more ball movement. Can't rely on DeMar so much. And not just the summer. I mean, all of last year and the summer before that. So um, it's good to see it actually on the court and not just us talking about it in theory and like how it might look and what are the trade-offs of, you know, you take the ball out of DeMar's hand. What's he going to do if he's not on the ball? Is he going to stand in the corner? Is somebody going to guard him out there? What does that do to the rest of the, to the lane? Um, so a lot of questions, but we saw for the first seven or eight minutes of that Milwaukee Bucks game, offense looking like mm -hmm. exactly what I would have hoped it looked like. Mm -hmm. A lot of off-ball screening, a lot of uh, playing off of Vooch and like running second side pick and rolls and things like that. I mean, it just looked like there was the attention to trying to do more of this stuff, the attention to detail on it and the commitment to giving it a real go was there. And it was only seven minutes. Mm -hmm. um, it was only one game in the first quarter of a preseason game in October. But I think that's like, I don't think anybody's like really caring about wins and losses right now. They, they mentioned that multiple times. I don't think anybody really cares about whether the ball goes in or not. But like Zach at practice today, he was like, we looked up in the first quarter and we had like 11 threes. And it was like, this is more than we take in a half sometimes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Correct. And it was, correct. it was, I think a breath of fresh air for them. He said, they're still going to get into isolation stuff. That's what he and DeMar do best. And I think there's a time and place for that, but there's also a time and a place for them to look for other stuff first mm -hmm. and to get into some more off ball stuff. And it looks like they're, they're buying into that, which is huge. Yeah. It felt like a comfort, you know what I'm saying? With those guys in, in that first quarter, like, when it's working and it's going, everything feels good. But what I liked was the shots still weren't falling in the beginning. They mm -hmm. weren't. They just weren't. But the shots were great. Mm -hmm. Like Those are really great shots that they were taking. So I like the fact they continued and didn't just fall back, you know, into the old stuff. They did later on, definitely. Yeah. They, felt, they got a little stagnant uh, later on. But in that first quarter, they just continued to pound it and go with it. And I love the fact that as soon as the ball went in on the opposing team, they, were, they inbounded the ball and they were gone. Every single time. They were down the floor. We're running our offense. We're trying to uh, outrun you guys and do it like that. But I wanted to ask you, Will, is there a concern for you with them focusing so much on the offense that it might take away defensively for the team? I think that is one of the big questions that I have. Um, and I don't think we'll get a good answer to it until we're like 10, 15 games into the season and we have like a decent sample. Because like we've said, just playing a couple of – minutes per quarter in the first half of a uh, preseason game is not really going to tell us much. But to me, it's less about like the focus on the offensive end um, and like a lack of focus, therefore, on the defensive end. I think they're still going to be very focused on that end, on the defensive end. But to me, it's more just like, okay, if you took a lot of mid-range isolation twos last year and DeMar makes them at a 50% clip, that means one out of every two shots, the defense is taking the ball out from underneath the basket and walking it up against mm -hmm. your set defense. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not a lot of transition opportunities. Um, and that, I think, allowed the Bulls to be great in a lot of ways defensively last mm -hmm. year. So if now they're going to be taking more threes, what does that mean as far as the other team taking the ball out from under the basket? Are they now getting long rebounds and running in transition? Mm -hmm. Can the Bulls defend in transition? Can they get set and play uh, their style of defense that was so successful last year if they're trying to win a foot race getting back on the other end. And that was a concern of mine watching that game on Sunday, mm -hmm. at least the first half when it was actually like the Bulls' real rotation guys were out and there the and same. trying. is like I saw at least four, maybe six examples of the Bulls' transition defense mm -hmm. being totally 
like subpar. Yeah. And transition defense is probably the that's hardest how the thing Bucks made do. a run to get back into the game. It's like probably the hardest thing to do well in the NBA. Um, so that's always going to be a struggle. But if you're now giving teams more chances to do that, that's where things could get a little iffy. As uh, Shirtless Wonders thrown some, <laughs> yes, thrown some merch out there. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh my God! Look at all those CHGO shirts. Come see this. Go see Shirtless Wonders. Wow. He's got. Wow. This is just like that. He's got the black CHGO script. He's got a hawk shirt. He's got the red bull CHGO script. Yes. He's not finished. He's not finished. He's got more. Oh my God. That's why he's the goat. There you go. Yes, sir. Take that picture. <laughs> this is amazing. Guys, he's he sat out, guys, Look at about that. six shirts. Yeah. Look at him, man. Seven shirts. Seven shirts. He's, got, he's hanging seven, seven different CHO shirts, shirts seven off his balcony CHO right shirts. now. He just hung That's outside. That's our guy. That is our guy. I right love here. how many shirts the shirtless wonder just <laughs> proves that he owns and is wearing none of and them. And he's able to hang them because he's not wearing Dude. them. That's right. So they are clean and crispy and ready to go because he's not putting one on. Oh, you my God. Correct, Did you get a pick of that, Joe? Yes. Oh, we, that is going on social. We need to sidebar pick that beautiful balcony. With this clip of us talking about it. <laughs> this is amazing. Put it out in the universe. You put in the comments, send hangers stat. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, our friend Parge oh, supports wow. in the comments saying from wonder to supporter. That's Correct. right. Correct, man. And you all can do the same. You all can do the same. Make sure what you support a legendary, this. What move, a legendary moment. Move across yes, the alley. That could from, have, been, from that our could have been on any CHGO show, and oh, we got it on ours. We got it on ours. That shirt on the, on the far right. So glorious. That CHGO Bulls script. There it is. You know it. I see it. Mm. Look at it. And one again, of one. Wow, this is amazing. I need him to take them down for they. Yeah, I was going to say, away. I don't want to blow Yeah, a little breezy. A little breezy. A little windy, bud. Yeah, he getting them. He getting them. He on it. He's in the comments again. Okay, he on it. Before the Commanders game. It was 10 times easier to get seven shirts out of the CSGO locker than Drew Bears putting up seven on the scoreboard. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, yeah, Fair but how point. about that 40-burger on hey, Thursday, Kev? Justin Fields. How about them Bears? Eight touchdowns, two mm. games. Ah. You know who didn't look that good last night? Oh, who was this, Matthew? Jordan Love. He sure did not. Love stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love hurts. <laughs> Love skies. Uh, oh, beautiful. Bar is a great subplot uh, in CHGO Bulls. Yeah, that's a tangent. Sorry for any of you non-Bears fans out there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, get on board. You're a Bulls fan, become yeah, a Bears fan. Apologize, man. Uh, <laughs> apologize. All right, guys. So getting back on track. <laughs> okay. Um, what, uh, like, is, is there something else as we look ahead? We got Nuggets on deck Thursday, preseason game number two. Um do you want to see more of the same as far as what we saw Kobe doing? We'll talk more about Kobe in our second segment. Sort of orchestrating that Bulls offense, getting opportunities in transition, getting some more of those threes. Is there something you didn't see, Will, on Sunday that you want to see Thursday? From Kobe specifically? Or? From, well, from the Bulls starting units half-court offense, which is, you know, unless we see otherwise, going to be run by Kobe White again. Yeah. Um, I think I just want to see the progression of what we saw. Like, I think the foundation was there in those moments. Um, to your point, Dave, like, things did kind of stagnate in that second quarter. I think, like, the ball stopped going in a little yeah. bit, and then yeah. they started to get back, I think, a little bit more to their mm -hmm. isolation ways. And I think 
you know, like I said, it's just a couple of minutes and a couple of quarters of sure, the first half of sure. a preseason game. But like, will they stick with it even if it's not working out for them? I think that's really what I want to see because what we yeah. saw, even they missed the first handful of shots in that game, but they stuck with it and they ended up getting a ton of really good shots. Mm-hmm. And like, Demar shot a couple of threes. Maybe he doesn't always make those, but the way that you know Zach cutting in situations where he and Kobe were screening for each other got Kobe an open three. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want to see more of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked the way that they were running some stuff through Vooch. They would have you know Kobe bring it up, enter to Vooch, and then Kobe would go set a screen for Zach mm-hmm. on the wing, and somebody would you know make a cut and try to get open. Uh, some good pocket passes from Zach to get the ball into the middle from Vooch, like. Mm-hmm. It's just all this stuff that needs to accumulate. And I think when you just don't know who's going to be the one taking the shot at the end of a shot clock, like it's just it forces the defense to have to work so much harder. And, and also that I think that's part of the progression of the point guardsmanship of Kobe White, mm. because I think when a team gets stagnant like that, you, you look to your point guard to mm-hmm. get you back on track and to say, OK, guys, look, this is the play we're running. This is what we're going to do. We're gonna get it back on track right here, and you run that play, and then and then you go forward with that. That's the point guardsmanship that Kobe White is gonna to have to evolve into and get, you know, from his team. And and it comes with a little more, you know, leadership role. You know what I'm saying? A little more guys believing in, you know, what he's doing out there as well. So that's just a, another step, you know, what I'm saying with Kobe White that he'll, I think, take this year as well. So we'll see if the team wants to follow him because as a point guard, whether or not you believe it, it's the, he's a leader, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying, you know, he's the number one leader or number two leader or whatever, but he's a leader of the team because he has the ball in his hands all the time. So you have to roll with what he's doing. So he has to calm everything down at certain points in the game and say, okay, guys, relax. I got it. Let's do it like this and run it and get it to DeMar, get it to Zach or get it to Vooch. Our guy, Mark K in the comments, keeping Bulls fans grounded as always. Mm -hmm. Bless his heart. Uh, looking forward to seeing them playing a real team with actual players before getting too excited about anything. Okay, so can I respond to that? Because Please. a lot of people had that same response every time because I tweeted anything. No Giannis, no Middleton. No Giannis, no Middleton, no, no Dame. Dame. I get it. Like, I don't think any of this is about the results right now. It's yeah. about how does it look and how does it look against teams that are not your own team in practice, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think – I'm not saying this is what – they're going to be like this is like how things are going to end up and it's all going to be hunky dory Mm -hmm. but like if they're working on stuff and it's happening on the court i don't care who it's against like i want to see that look good yeah and whether the ball goes in or not like the process has to be there Mm -hmm. so even if it's against a nothing team Mm -hmm. or a third string if your starters are committed to playing the style of play that i think we all agree they need to yeah let's see it yeah. I don't care who it's against. No, I agree because even if when they're doing wrong, the critic the people don't change the criticism. Yeah, the crew, you don't say, well, you know, it was against a bad team, so you know maybe that's why it happened. No, you criticize them for what they did incorrectly. Absolutely. So if you're going to criticize them for what they did correctly against that kind of team, you have to praise them for what they did right at the same way. Uh, AJ in the comments said, "Mark K and Will are like the devil and angel on my shoulders." <laughs> yeah. uh, Mark Ant- K is an angel. Anthony, meanwhile, saying, "I think Mark K is saying uh, they'll play this way for preseason. Then, when it matters, go back to how they played the last two or three years." Well, uh, devil and devil. <laughs> yikes. Um, the other thing that Anthony said in the comments a bit earlier that I wanted to touch on is he thinks Billy's going to start Javon Carter and Tory Craig in the next game and see how they play I with agree. the Bulls' big three. I agree. Now, look, I loved what we saw from Kobe. Oh, yeah. 
in that first preseason game on oh, Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like, I think, Will, you mentioned in your column, and I, and I thought about it for a second. I was like, you know what? I think I agree with Will. He was the Bulls' best player in that game. Yeah. Like, he played better than Zach. He played better yeah. than Demar. He played better. He was their best player. He had 14, 6, and 6 yes. in, like, 21 minutes or whatever. Yeah, he's the one that stood out the most. I am now more so convinced than I was prior that Colby White can be this team's starting point guard out mm -hmm. of the gate. As opposed to just like, well, I honestly don't know. And maybe Javon Carter is, is, is the better option. I still think I want to see what it looks like with Javon in that starting five. And, and maybe if you want to throw Torrey Craig in there too, sure. We'll see if Billy does that or not. Do, like, Were there any questions? Did you guys get to talk to Billy after practice today? We did. Um, he's still being very coy about who will end up being the starter. But I mean, all indications are Kobe's got that role right now. Right. Um, he kind of said... You know, I asked him about like the all bench unit and whether that's something that he was going to continue on with or would he go back to what he was kind of working on last year, which is staggering Damar or Zach in with those groups. And he's like, you know, that's probably like what we've done in the past. And I think, you know, there's there's a good argument to be made to continue on with that. But like we've got 10 guys. Am I opposed to giving it a run to see what it looks like with just the all bench unit? No. So I think mm -hmm. we might see a little bit more of that. We did see Io with the uh, the main group. Uh, for a little bit, I can't. I think it was in the second quarter. It was, yeah, um, yeah, it was. So I agree, though. I want to see mm -hmm. Javon, but actually, this was one of the things that <laughs> Nate and I talked about yesterday on Dunked On, which was, um, I, I think we all can agree that the Javon thing makes a lot of sense because we know it worked with Patrick Beverly and they're similar mm -hmm. players, right? Like he gives you the offense defense. Sure. He can shoot, he can space, he can run in transition, he can defend, he can get sure. steals and all that stuff, and I think that's all true, but. In the same way that like Patrick leveling up offensively could be the one thing that needs to happen to get the Bulls to level up, mm -hmm. I think you can make that case for Kobe too. And so what Nate was saying, and, and I think it's a good point, is like maybe just give it a shot with Kobe. See mm -hmm. if now like you've got another really high level shooter on the floor, mm -hmm. you've got somebody who can drive and kick, who can get into the paint, who can draw fouls maybe like the offense just starts to look really good yeah. with that group. And then that can like take your team in another direction. And if it doesn't work, you've still got Javon, you know, that can kind of be there in your back pocket. So right. like I think there's, there's utility in letting Kobe take the reins a little bit here, but I also think like the safer bet is Javon. And if things start to not work or if like the, the all bench unit had zero shot creation, Ooh. Like, you kind of want tough. Kobe or Vooch or yeah. Zach or DeMar in that unit to try yes. to get something. Correct. So maybe in the regular season, that th kind of thing changes. But uh, those lineups with Kobe, Zach, DeMar, and Vooch last year were really good. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. scored the ball at a really high level. I think with Caruso, they had 131.9 offensive rating. So that's, I mean, that's insane. <sighs> yeah. So I, I like the idea I of just good. seeing what can happen if you really try to turbocharge your offense that way. I think I was the one that said start Kobe, but you know. Uh, our guy finished with the comments that I, th uh, I think Kobe's taking what the start uh, and running with it. Demond, shout out, saying, I think, or I thought I would never hear myself say this, but Kobe is becoming a complete player. I mean, they brought him back on that new contract for a reason because a lot of it, right before we started, we were talking about how coming in around this time last year, we were all saying most likely trade candidate for the Bulls this season, midseason, Kobe White. You know, with the way that I played his rookie mm -hmm. year, the fact that, yeah, you might not have Lonzo, but you got these vets coming in. Um, Kobe seemed odd man out. Mm. If 
Fast forward to now, and like <laughs> looks to be very Start important. Yes. Uh, all right, let's take our first break. We'll come back on the other side. Keep talking about Kobe White and his role as this team's potential starting point guard out of the gate. Uh, some high praise came from his head coach, Billy Donovan, after their game on Sunday. And then after today's practice, Kobe had some interesting thoughts of his own about becoming more of a vocal leader of this team. That is on deck. While we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, you know what to do. Hit the thumbs up button. If you're watching along on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Help us get to that 40K mark that we are rapidly approaching. And like our friend, the Shirtless Wonder, head to the CHGO Merch Locker yes. while reading some ads. Do some shopping there. Click the clack. And then do some shopping with these, uh, these sponsors of ours. Hmm. One of which is our friends at Ray Chevy. Segway. Are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, we've got great news for you because Ray Chevy and Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team. We've been talking to the team at Ray, and they have this pledge called the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you will pay when you go into the dealership. In a lot of cases, you might have found when you're car hunting, car shopping at other dealerships, they'll raise the price on you when you actually go to the dealership compared to the one that you saw on their website. And they'll be like, oh, well, that price is for uh, active military members, or that mm -hmm. price is for farmers, or that price <laughs> is for recent college grads, or that price Church. is for fish people. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, are you not a fish person? And I'm like, no, I'm a person person. Well, I'm sorry, you can't get that price. It's ridiculous. But with the Ray Price promise, the price you see on their website is the price you will pay when you go to the dealership. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it might even be a lower one because they will try everything they can to find you even more savings once you go to the dealership. As one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. And right now, you can save big at Ray Chevy during their truck or treat savings Whoa. event. You hear that, Dave? Yes. Truck or treat. Truck or treat. tricks. Let me get some trucks. Trucks. Because 0% is back and now available on new Silverado trucks. Yes. The perfect tailgating vehicle yes, for is. all of you Bears fans out there. CHGO Bears tailgate on deck this Sunday before Bears Vikes. So come on in to race Chevrolet in Fox Lake. Find the vehicle you have been searching for. Mm -hmm. And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with that Ray Price promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. Ooh, silky smooth how you hit that right there. I like that. Thanks, buddy. Foco! Foco! Dang it. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Where you do that at? One place. Foco. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in betwixt. It's baseball season and almost basketball season. And it's football season going on. Four and one of my fantasy team, baby. What's up? Thank you, man. Well done. <laughs> proud of that. I'm proud of that. <laughs> proud of that. Pretty proud. Yes. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you're going to need for the game to enjoy these playoffs, y'all. You need it. Go to FOCO. And, of course, check us behind us, the set decorationes. I don't know if that's a word, but will it tell me? Hey, Lawrence, how are you? You look amazing. Hey, say decorations in Spanish. Oh, I was close. Decorationes. I was close. I was Made close. I was close. I don't speak Spanish. I have no idea. It's all right. It's a woozy. It's a wazzy. It's fine. 
Foco has donated a few awesome pieces to those sets. So show them some love because they showed us some love, y'all. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-pre-sale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off because it's Foco. Foco show. All right, y'all. Moving right along on today's topics. A little bit more about Kobe White. Um, Billy Donovan, after their game against the Bucks on Sunday, was talking about Kobe in this role, potentially, as a starting point guard. Um, and he had a couple of quotes that I thought were interesting on Kobe, as we've talked about his ability to be more than just an off-ball guard. But can he do a better job with his court vision and mm. facilitating mm -hmm. than his first stint that he was offered the point guard job in year two of his Bulls career. Mm -hmm. Billy said he sees the bigger picture of the game, and it's probably slowed down for him. I think getting us in and out of stuff, he's done a good job of that. Mm. Billy continued, I think there's things he can still get better at. I didn't feel like his rookie year he progressed seeing the game that way. What I mean by that is, who just made a shot? Who's got the hot hand? Who hasn't touched the ball in a couple of possessions? Who do we need to get involved? Mm -hmm. Are we getting stagnant? Do we need ball movement? Who do we need to go to? Those things, he's further along. He can still get better, but he's further along. Encouraging words, I thought, from Billy on Kobe White, Will. Yeah, I mean, it's it's less like responding to what's happening in front of you and more like, can you command the game yourself? Mm. Mm. Can you be the one that's making the, dic the defense dictate where you're dictating the defense? Excuse mm -hmm. me. Um, and I think he's not there with the point guardsmanship skills. Yes, sir. But he is getting there. I think he's improved yes, in he a lot is. of ways. Um, I don't think he's going to become like a table setter point guard. And I don't think the Bulls really want him to be that necessarily. Uh, they need him to, to develop some of those skills. But, I mean, just getting the ball into Vooch to be able to, like, set up the offense and then making a hard cut to go screen for Zach or something and, like, opening up a shot or a cut from somebody else. Like that's the kind of stuff that I think differentiates his skill set from Ayo or from Javon. And mm -hmm. I think has uh, an opportunity to earn himself some minutes through that kind of play. So um, he's definitely gotten a lot better just listening to him and hearing him talk about the, the maturity and mm -hmm. like understanding the game more and feeling like his teammates trust him more and feeling like he has a voice and that people respect and want to hear what he has to say mm -hmm. in certain moments and the, the ability to hold people accountable. It just seems like he's really grown up a lot. Um, and I think you can see that both in the way that he plays, mm -hmm. the skills that he's developed, but also just like the way that he kind of carries himself and his teammates respond to him. It just seems like he's really developed and grown up in that sense. You know, my favorite play uh, of that game that Kobe did that let me know that his development as a point guard was, was going along really nicely. Um, he gets the ball. I can't remember if it was a two-on-one or a two-on-two, two, but he gets the ball. He's got Zach on the wing. Zach is pointing up, saying, you know, toss me the lob. And Kobe surveys it and says, no, I think the better option is me going to the bucket. And he makes that decision immediately, goes to the bucket, puts up a nice layup, you know, and puts it in. In the past, Kobe would have thrown that pass, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know if it would have made it there because somebody was watching Zach. Or he might have pulled it out, you know what I'm saying, and done something differently and then tried to go and might have turned it over. But it was the immediate decision when your, when your best player is calling for the basketball and you're like, chill out, dude, I got it. Don't even worry about it. 
and I'm gonna go score. If you're, you know I mean? if you're that's a point, point guard, that's point guardsmanship to me. If you're a point guard, you have to be able to tell guys no. Exactly. Exactly. If you're just doing whatever the scoring guard is telling you, right? That's that's how, not it. That's how the scoring guard gets a lot of points, but that's <laughs> yeah. not how your team generates a lot of good Correct. offense. And Correct. I think there's, I guess, going back to my point earlier, like there's a difference between me saying I think they're going to be really good now because they looked better in the first quarter of a preseason game. There's a difference between that and saying they seem to be like prioritizing the right things. And I think when you've got a guy like Kobe who's developing into that role, he can be the one that's helping hold the rest of the team accountable to Mm -hmm. playing a certain way Mm -hmm. to where maybe you do improve your offense. I'm not saying it's like guaranteed to happen or that the Bulls have like just in – because they've made their mind up in theory that it's going to now translate from them going from 24th in offense to 10th. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen necessarily, but I think it's a good sign that they're doing the right things. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And, and Kobe's a big piece of that. No, a huge piece. And again, like he gives you something else in that starting lineup offensively that you're not going to get, you know what I'm saying? From Javon Carter. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but it's just something you're not going to get. I'm talking about the penetration and getting to the lane because that's what Billy talked about, what they want to do. They want to get inside more. And we saw the advantage of that when Kobe was doing that, getting inside, the defense collapsing, and him still being able to kick it out to guys like Zach. Zach missed a couple of those threes, you know, but they were great shots. They were wide open when he kicked it over to DeMar. He was wide open, you know, for that shot. So Kobe's ability to do that is what is going to help him, you know, move forward and continue to maybe be the starting point guard for this team, man, because that point guardsmanship – does it isn't a thing that everybody has to follow a certain way. Everybody doesn't have to be John Stockton mm. or Isaiah Thomas or Alonzo Ball or Jason Kidd or Magic Johnson. You just have to be you. And it's about reading what's going on on the floor and making the right decision in your mind. Magic might, might not have made that same decision on that 2-1-2 that Kobe made. Mm-hmm. And it would have been the right decision, you know. But Kobe made the decision that he thought was correct. And it was the <laughs> correct decision, man. So it's about just making that decision right then and there. And then going with it, and then not apologizing for it. That's that's what the point guardsmanship is. That's what a leader is making a decision. This is what it is. Whatever we're just gonna deal with the consequences. I, I, for the record, I really don't like that your first two examples were Stockton and Isaiah. <laughs> Let me just say that. <laughs> well, you know I love Isaiah. I'm not gonna apologize. I, for I that. know you do. I give you Stockton. But Stockton gonna, out I'm, of the gate. I'm not gonna apologize for Isaiah. I give you Stockton. That's Psycho fine. trash, butt hurt trash. <laughs> Two great point guards, psycho trash, butthurt trash. Jason Kidd? Can I get Jason Kidd? Sure. Okay, thank you. All right. <laughs> not my coach, not my problem. <laughs> Shout out to here. our guy, John yeah, he's not here. He's not here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Joe, do you have that clip from Kobe today after practice that I sent you that Will got? Because uh, I really want to play that. I thought it was really interesting stuff that he was saying about with his role on the court, but also vocally as a leader of this team. Grew into it, I think. It, it started last year. Um, um, you kind of, as being a young guy, like last year, like I'm only 23 and last year I was 22, kind of like, um, you fall into this thing of like, well, I'm young, you know, especially on a team full of, like our team that's full of guys older that has won, that's been in the playoffs a bunch of times, AC's being a champion, you know, like guys like playing with guys like that. Um, it's kind of like, you kind of get that mindset of like, well, you know, they have more experience than me. They, they know more than me or. You know, my opinion doesn't matter. My voice doesn't matter. But I feel like last year, um, I didn't really know the type of, like, you know, how much guys, like, respected my opinion until last year. 
um, and my connection with every guy on the team. And so, like, it kind of started last year, and then it's just carried it more even. I'm my fault, bro. It's carried more even um, this year. So um, I'm just continuing to grow into it, um, continuing to get better at it. Um, and it's starting to – it really feels natural for me, um, you know, at this point. I like that. I really like that from Kobe. Um, and, it, and it totally checks out because when we heard from – Billy and some of Kobe's teammates down in Nashville will a couple of you know quotes I saw a couple of clips I saw you post Kobe's name got thrown out a lot as a guy who was being very vocal in those training camp practices and if you're talking about the guy who's going to be taking that role of this team starting point guard out of the gate you want that so to hear Kobe say I kind of didn't up until recently feel like I had the you know the legs to stand on as far as being one of the vocal leaders of this team because Caruso, a champion, is here. DeMar, you know, a well-respected, longtime NBA vet who's gone to the playoffs a zillion times is here. But no, I was a bit surprised to see other people turning to me mm. to hear my voice, yeah. and now I'm acknowledging that. Yeah, yeah, like that has to be a thing for somebody who honestly has kind of gone on a roller coaster since his time here with the Bulls. Yeah. You know? He's been on the bench. Many he, different roles. Yes. Been on the bench, been a starter, been a two guard, you know, been been a point guard. Like, he's been through a lot with this team. But his mindset has never wavered about what he wanted to be. He was an I went starter. He continued to say that. I am a starter. I'm a starting point guard in this league. He continued to say that. And whether people believed it or not, it didn't matter because he believed it. Now, the work needs to be put in for that, for whatever you're thinking needs to, uh, to come to fruition like that. And that's what he's done. We've seen him put that work in, and we've seen him grow. And now we're seeing the results of it, man. And, and it just looks right. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like it's fitting correctly for this team, man. Like, I, I just really enjoy his growth and, and what I'm seeing from him. And, of course, we're talking about the other little things that he needs to improve mm-hmm. and just grow upon, of course. But he's improved upon a bunch of major things that a lot of people thought that he couldn't do. And I just I think of Patrick when I hear that quote, too, um, talking about, like, you know, I'm playing on a team with guys that have won the championship, yeah. guys that have had deep playoff runs, um, guys that are all-stars and more successful than me, and not to mention, like, way more experienced and older. Like, why why should I come in and, like, start being a loud voice in the room when they have all the ex- experience and I don't? Mm. Um, and so I think of Patrick in that sense, too, and just, like, the younger guys that um, maybe haven't really been able to establish themselves on this team because – they are not super dominant personalities. Mm. Um, And I think it's unfortunate that they didn't feel more comfortable doing that. And I don't know, I haven't talked to Patrick about this. Maybe he's starting to feel that same way too, or maybe he never did. But um, it's just, it's interesting to kind of hear how that dynamic where he really like looks up to Damar Mm -hmm. and to Zach. um, And like, I can understand why he wouldn't have in the past wanted to say like, no, you're doing this wrong. This is not helping us win. Can I ask you, I want to ask you this. Um, Do you think it's something to the Kobe and Pat dynamic in the starting lineup because, you know, of how close they are? Um, I'm talking about, you know, just them evolving together, you know, and growing together as players. Do you think it's something to that or, or maybe just reading a little too much into it? I mean, there's always chemistry with the guys that you're on the court with. And, uh, you know, those guys are super close. They um, obviously have, like, great off-court chemistry. I, in the past, I have wondered, like, whether they make each other better on the court based on their skill set. But I think, like, Kobe developing into a more competent 
point guard who can set guys up makes me feel more confident that he can help Patrick develop. So I think there's a trust there. There's a friendship there. There's a chemistry there. But like on the court, does that translate to these two guys making themselves better? I'm not sure. I, I want to see more of it. And I think there's obviously going to be opportunity for that. They're, they've both been in the starting lineup together. So um, I like it. And I think, you know, it's like it's this intangible off the court stuff that they keep talking about that, you know, I don't know whether I buy it or not, but mm-hmm. they keep saying like we've been like just, you know, going into the the players lounge and like playing Madden together um, or just like hanging out after eating a meal and just like mm-hmm. not not going home to your family, but instead just like hanging out all together mm-hmm. in a room and like talking through stuff, having, you know, fun team events to go to. Like they really believe that that's helping them, and mm. like I said, I'm not sure if it does or not, but like, they they feel good about it, and I think that's the kind of thing that can, if it if it works, like help help them uh, build that cohesion that they kind of need. Mm. Uh, Eco Bean in the comments saying Kobe's always been that dude. He had to grow up and realize his worth. Our guy AK saying with the contract signing and hard work, Kobe has settled in and feels at home. And I think that that's something also that Bulls fans should like. Keep in mind, when we talk about Kobe and the perhaps bigger role he is going to be taking on this team out of the gate this season, is that people talked a lot about the value contracts of our two free agent signings, Javon Carter and Torrey Craig, and they were value contracts. Kobe White's contract could, if he continues to improve his game from what we saw him do last season, as he heard him himself mention in there, he's like, I'm still only 23 years old, like... Kobe can still, I think, get so much better sure. if he continues to take significant improvement uh, steps in his game over the next few years and the Bulls keep him in Chicago. 11 million, 12 million, 12.8 million over the next three years of that new deal he just signed. It's a deal, man. That could end up being a massively team friendly deal if Kobe continues on this trajectory. Very true. Very true. So, and. I love the fact that you mentioned those kind of deals because even the signing of Javon Carter, Toy Craig, the value is so high because those guys could be starters, mm-hmm. you know, on the team. And not just starters, guys who truly help you. We saw Toy Craig out there. And like I said, I'm, I'm in three minutes, you know, I immediately was like, I love yes. Tor- I love Tory Craig. <laughs> yeah, One like- <laughs> preseason game, I love Tory Craig. Like, this is the dude, like right here. Yes, man, absolutely. So when it gives you a safety valve for when Billy has to take Patrick out. Mm-hmm. Or, if he's having a bad game, if he's uh, not being consistent and not being aggressive, you're not even mad anymore. You're like, okay, all right, fine. Tori, I got you. You know what I mean? Come in, get your, get your minutes in. You pooped in the refrigerator. I'm not even mad. It's amazing. A whole wheel of cheese. Couldn't help myself. <laughs> but you're not upset. You know, you're not upset anymore, man. And even with um, a guy like Javon Carter, just giving you more depth, mm-hmm. you know, at that position and another option at that position. And, that's what's so interesting about this is now they have, like, option lineups they can just put out there on teams. Like, who are you guys putting out there? I don't have to put out the same five mm-hmm. and then hope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, man, like, I could put out – I could match up with you or I could say let me play play to my strengths, you know what I'm saying, and go like this. And getting guys like Carter and getting guys like Tory Craig mm-hmm. and sign, re-signing Kobe White – Gives you that ability, man. So, yeah, they, it should be really interesting. I believe it, it was Eversley series. who said in that 670 interview from a couple weeks back when they were talking about the point guard position in, in particular, but then also just like the depth of his team, Mark Eversley said it's a good problem to have. 
you're talking about Billy needing to make some decisions about this rotation throughout these preseason, you know, test games. Yeah. Good problem to have. Which is why, again, uh, good praise heaped on Kobe White by his coach, his teammates in training camp after preseason debut, and by us here on the show today. Yeah. Would not hate it if we see Javon in that starting five. On Thursday. Just, I mean, why just not? to see. It's preseason. Just to bro. see. Check it out. Let's, uh, see. let's take our second break, then we'll come back, dive into a couple more tidbits we wanted to get to. ESPN's top 100 NBA player rankings came out the top half of it today. Vooch's name was in there. We'll discuss where. Also, the NBA GM survey oh. done by NBA.com also dropped today. The Bulls just <laughs> coming in first place across the board. Not so much. That's coming up on the other side. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube and didn't do it all the first time around during our ad reads. Today's show brought to you in part by our friends at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping this football season. A place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of their high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season. How much higher can Bears fans elevate after that 40-point drubbing? I know you were floating. Of, oh, my God. <laughs> I, you know, I, I acknowledge that that team is still 1-4 of course. after that. Of course. <sighs> I loved it. I needed it. Yes. We it's, all did. As Kevin would say, it's just nice to win one. It's just nice to win one. I was in such a good mood Thursday <laughs> night all the way through the weekend. Oh, good mood pick. Uh, part of it was the Bears. Sure. Part of it was Sunnyside. Sure. You know I'm always making sure I get my Sunnyside shopping done. That's how you roll. Where do I get it done? Where? Online. Order online, pick up in store. Mm -hmm. Easiest way to shop. Uh, Wherever you are, all those wonderful Sunnyside locations, do your online ordering at sunnyside.shop, then go pick up in store. They've got flour. They've got tinctures, vapes, all that jazz. And, of course, a huge selection of different edibles from different brands Y'all know my favorite. It's the Good News Orange Flavored Gummies. Gummies. Uh, now through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop. Use that promo code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, and you can't stack it with other coupons. But it's not just for first-time customers. Anyone shopping at Sunnyside can use that promo code of ours, CHGO25 at checkout, to get 25% off their Order. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season at sunnyside.shop. Must be 21 and over or an Illinois, or an Illinois med card holder. Mm. I want to recognize two things before I go into this ad. Okay. Uh, one, one, in your ad, when, when you were talking about, are you a fish person? Mm-hmm. You don't get this deal. And right. then Fish said, I'm a fish person. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. That shout was brilliant. Out shout That's out to him. I'm a fish person. And shout out. And, and then Dred's asking the question, where can I get myself a CHGO shirt? Because I need one. Matt Peck, please tell him where he gets the shirt. CHGOlogger.com. Mm-hmm. Hello, Isn't hello. pronounced Alaha. Alaha. <laughs> I mean, sign up to become a diehard while you're at it. Yeah. Why you're going to order a shirt anyway. Get the first one free by becoming mm-hmm. a diehard. And then every time you shop at the merch locker, you get 20% off. Hello. 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 You got a base. You got a base. <laughs> now, the other thing that keeps this man happy besides Sunnyside, beer. Right there. You see it. And the beer he drinks is the Goose Island Beer Company. Oh. Mm. They down with us, so we down with them. It's been Chicago's beer since the Jordan year, 1988, y'all. And, yes, they have so many beers, so awesome beers. They got the Beer Hug family. They got the 312 Weedell. They got the Matt and Dave big favorite, the Full Pocket Pilsner. And, of course, 
since the weather is changing and the leaves are falling and it's getting a little crispy outside, but I'm still in the hoodie and shorts and Matt is still in the burks and shirtless wonder is still shirtless wonder. It's Oktoberfest time. Woo! Woo! Yes. Best month of the year. Uh, give it to me. Give it some Oktoberfest. Joey, can you hit the horn for me one time? Because I'm feeling good right now, sir. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Will. <laughs> this feels just so funny to me. Oh, it's amazing, y'all. The Goose Island Beer Company. So once you get some of these delicious beers, man, grab yourself an ultra-fresh exclusive beer at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from the Tap Room on Fulton Street in West Town. It's the Goose Island Beer Company. Chicago's beer. The true taste of Chicago. Hit me one more time, Joseph Spathis. Quack, quack. <laughs> oh, love it. Um, all right, moving along. ESPN's top 100 NBA players rankings. Top half of it came out earlier today. Okay. Um, Nikola Vucevic, first Bulls name that we recognize as we're counting our way down. He came in at number 75, gentlemen, uh, which uh, they as they're listing him, tell you where that player ranked last year. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, ouch. So I was like, 75, okay, maybe a little disrespectful. Last year, he was 57. I was about to say, yeah. So he dropped almost 20 spots between yeah. last season and this season, despite the fact that he played all 82, started all 82 games last year, uh-huh. finished, what, I think third in the NBA in double-doubles, uh-huh. and was a you know, defensive rebounding percentage, elite uh-huh. big man uh-huh. for a team that finished top five in the NBA in defense. Yeah. And also had his nights where he was giving you 20 plus points. Yeah. But just because he's a 30 blank instead of 30 blank, mm-hmm. we got to drop him 20 spots. Yeah. Let's not forget, put up the same exact numbers <laughs> from the year prior as well. 17 and 11 as well. I mean, you know. I mean, I'm, Dave, I'm going to rattle off a couple other big men who were ranked close to Vooch, uh-huh. but ahead of Vooch. Oh, this is going to piss you, me off. You let me know if any of these names this piss you off. This is going to piss me off. Go ahead. Chet Holmgren at number 73. He did. Wait. What? <laughs> okay. Hasn't, hasn't played an NBA hasn't game yet. a second. <laughs> I mean, the 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 Holmgren-Wemby preseason action from the oh, other night was fun. But it was fun, but it's preseason. Hasn't played an NBA game yet. Oh, Chet Holmgren at 73, two spots ahead of Vooch. That's wild. Your boy, Walker Kessler, Texas Ranger. Oh, my man. At number 70. I'm not mad at that. Had a hell of a rookie. He had a hell of a season, man. Little little sad the Bulls didn't take him last year. He had a hell of a season. Brooke Lopez, 69. Fair. Proved to the Bulls on Sunday he can still rain threes while being a great defensive anchor. Miles Turner, 65. Rudy Gobert, 64. Rudy Gobert's rank plunged uh, after the rough year he had with Minnesota. Yeah. Um, so there's just a, a smattering of other NBA big men who are ranked close to but ahead of Vooch. It's just Chet. That's it. I, I, I get everybody else. I do. I understand it. It's okay. And I'm you, not saying even, Chet isn't dope. And even he won't be able incoming second-year player Walker Kessler. No issues there. I, I honestly have no issues. He had a great season. He did. He, had he a great really season. had a great Is season, it, man. Are they saying these will be the rankings after next year or, like, based the, on last season, this is – do you see what I'm saying? It can't, like it can't be based. It feels based on last season and Vooch wouldn't have dropped 20 spots like right. that. So it's it's looking ahead to next year. It's yeah, projecting. It has to be. Where and I think if you just look at this list, like there's a lot of good centers that are mm-hmm. in the 60s, 70s, 90s. Like mm-hmm. I think they're just not really valuing 
bigs. So mm. Gobert, Miles Turner, Walker Kessler, uh, Mitchell Robinson's in there, uh, Valanchunas. Mitchell Robinson just, at number 100. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think they're really ranking so centers very high in general. Voters okay. were asked which player will be better in 2023-2024. Like, they, ha they had them, like, rank these players kind of head-to-head and mm -hmm. predict how each player will perform this season. Um, player versus player from more than 15,000 possible pairings. Okay, that's different. If you're asking me who will be better, I completely understand the Chet Holgram being 73 then. But, completely yeah, I mean, it. your point about big men, uh, Will, yeah, Valanciunas at 99, Mitchell Robinson at 100. Um, Robert uh, Williams, Kevon Looney, like, right. all these. Like, I mean, maybe other than the big three of big men of Embiid, Joker, and Giannis, they're just, you know more wings and guards being higher ranked in these rankings. Yeah, they're more valued, you know, around the league. And, and I always find it hilarious, like, the top three of the five plus players in the league are all big dudes. Like, yeah, it's the NBA, man. It's a wacky time, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready for the tournament. I can't wait. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready, Will. Yeah, these lists are always tricky. Like, Jalen Williams, J-Dub, mm -hmm. OKC Thunder, mm -hmm. 95. Like, he was almost rookie of the year last year. I feel like he could be a lot higher. Yeah. These, these things are just... Yeah, so, like so random. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Williams at ninety five, and then the next two players, uh, you know, uh, moving forward mm -hmm. at ninety four and ninety three, Russell Westbrook and Mike Conley. Oh wow! <laughs> like you know, you got these aging vets who are falling in these rankings. Young guys rising quickly at ninety two. Quickly, all kinds of names all over the place. We'll see where Zach Levine and Demar Derozan yeah. come in on this list. So obviously but they didn't make the they bottom half. So based far. on my scanning, neither of them listed in the one hundred to fifty one okay. slots. I, I'll accept that. So at least we're not going to get gross disrespect mm -hmm. uh, on on Zach and Demar in these rankings. What about Zion Williamson? Is Zion Williamson listed? In he was in this uh, fifty one to hundred okay. spot. Let me Zion see. Zion is one of those guys that. It's just impossible to rank. They clearly split the difference mm -hmm. because he's either a top 20, top 30 player yes. or he's like out of the top 100 because yes. he's not playing. Because he's not playing, yes. I feel like guys like that and like Ben Simmons, I think, could find himself moving up a lot higher this year. Mm. I'm still a believer. Ben Simmons not in the, in, on the list? I don't think he's I did not see list. Simmons, no. Ooh, but I just feel like if he plays, he's way too good to be where he is. But there's a pretty good chance he just doesn't play. But see, that's my issue. Like, if you're going to rank Ben Simmons like that, then you have to rank Zion Williamson like that. Like, yeah. You have I mean, to. Like, you have to. This dude, this, this, he's unstoppable. Yeah. When he's Zion out there. is. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, no, you can't do it one way for Ben okay. Simmons. Yeah. Come on. Uh, You know what I did enjoy seeing on these 151 ranking, mm -hmm. part of the rankings because I am just so sick of people talking about it as oh. if it's even remotely true. Come on, man. People who compare Zach Levine to Tyler Hero <laughs> as like, eh, you know, come make come be, come see a player. Tyler Hero came in at number 79. Mm. Suck on that. <laughs> Let's see where Zach is. Sure as shit ain't at 79. Tyler Hero's zone basically as good as Zach Levine. <laughs> Shut your face. Whoever you are saying that, Shut your damn face. Oh, I'm sick man. of it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, like, you know, who'd say no? Like, Zach Levine, Tyler Hero, one-for-one one player swap. <laughs> I gotta listen to this shit? Uh, Zion came uh, in at 57, by the way. 57. Okay. All right. He should be yeah. higher. 
He should be high. If Ben Simmons is higher, he should no, be No, I don't higher. think Ben Simmons is on the list. Mm-mm. You don't think he's on the top 100 Mm-mm. at all? No, I'm just saying, like, Simmons? those are two guys that right, so it's either all or nothing. There's I no. Know. I th- if it, Ben's on the list, I, can't, I don't know. Ben is not 151 anywhere. Right, right. There's no, no way, way he's, he's in the top 50. No way? No. Okay. The dude hasn't played since 1985. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. If Chet is on oh, there. but I, I saw him in an empty gym hitting some corner threes. That's right. On the Dunk Central account earlier today. <laughs> Watch out, NBA world. <laughs> He's got a jumper now. He's focused. Did you not notice that? I, He's more focused. Know. He's ready to he, get in there. Is he still afraid to dunk the ball? That's right. Oh, he terrified. Was he looked good. See? Even the GOAT says it. And GOAT don't like no practice videos. <laughs> this is preseason. That's different. Preseason matters. Preseason matters. This is true. Oh, this my is true. goodness. Depends um, on which team you're talking about. Speaking of the preseason, man, the, the Wimby-Chet Holmgren game. Did you have a chance to check that out? I didn't actually see the game live, but I was watching back some of it. Okay. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> A couple guys, of gigantic guys. Those guys yeah. are too skilled to be splashing threes. Yeah. Holmgren had Did a couple of that, nice like, like pick and roll lobs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's they're going at it too. Like some, they're competitors. Some crazy yeah. things. I liked happen. it. I liked it a lot. I really did, man. I enjoyed that. Remember, Bulls, you're gonna have to see this first game of the year, man. First Chet game is, of the year. Chet Last thing, real quick, another NBA national media scope kind of thing. The NBA general manager survey that comes out every year, okay, uh, courtesy of NBA.com, also recently dropped, and everybody's looking through it to say, hey, how is my team represented or not? Okay. Um, lots of questions, you know, who's the best player, which player would you start building your franchise around if you were starting today? Uh, you know, best score, best defensive player, best coaches, Um a lot of different interesting questions and, and uh, survey questions. The Bulls, as a team, whether it be teams mentioned or players individually mentioned, made just two appearances oh. across the entire survey. Okay. Both appearances were by one person, reigning all-defensive first-team player Alex Caruso. Ah. He finished, I believe, tied for third in mm-hmm. best perimeter defender category. Facts. And then for best overall defender was in the others receiving votes list. I can see that. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I think That's it's, a, it's, a, it's always a great reminder of how the national NBA media and fans are looking at the Bulls, yeah. which usually is not. All yeah. anybody wants is for this team to blow it up. Mm. I think that's what we're talking about here. So, but they, yeah, they haven't liked it since the inception, though. Like since the team even got put together, because True, I remember I think, that first year, I man. Think there were people that were kind of that shit, eating crow after the first however many games. Oh, and I was one. feeding it to the ass. <laughs> like, they, we don't need to like relitigate this whole thing, but I just think like it's. I understand that like, and and with all these like articles coming out about like who had the worst offseason, give the Bulls a D, like. You just disagree with their approach. They, you can't like knock what they did this offseason. They yeah. got two really good players on below market value contracts. Like yeah. I think it's just like their goals that you disagree with. But it's hard to really blame the front office for wanting to compete. Mm-hmm. I just don't necessarily agree with how where they're going they're, how they're going about it mm-hmm. or like what their ultimate ceiling is. So mm-hmm. um, I think. That is why the Bulls are not on any of these lists. Like, I don't think anybody on the Bulls deserves to necessarily be on this list. Like, Alex Russo was an all-defensive player last year. He deserved it, and he showed up where he needed to on this thing. But, like, nobody else really stands out to me on this list of being – of 
deserving to be somewhere where they weren't. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I think I, for the most part, agree with that. A mm. um, lot of different uh, categories of questions about coaching in the NBA. Uh, Billy Donovan's name didn't show up anywhere. Uh, DeMar DeRozan's name, nowhere. Zach Levine's name, nowhere. Uh, underrated offseason additions. Maybe you think, hey, maybe Tory Craig or Javon Carter will get a vote for, for you know, that category. Nope. Um, and uh, I guess one other thing to point out as far as where the rest of the NBA world sees the Bulls coming into this, this were NBA GMs asking to rank the top teams in each conference, but just one through four. Okay. So you could order first, second, third, fourth, and, you know, get four points for a first place vote, three points for second, two mm -hmm. for third, one for fourth. This is how the NBA general managers ranked out the East coming into this season. Boston on top with 53% of the total first place votes awarded. Okay. Bucks in second, 43% of the total first place votes rewarded. Okay. Cleveland at three, Philly at four, Knicks at five, Heat at six, hmm. Hawks at seven. Hmm. So New York, Miami, and Atlanta in five, six, seven all received some third and or fourth smattering place votes. Mm -hmm. um, the Bulls, nowhere to be seen. Yeah, don't like them. Haven't liked them for years. It's what it is. And we're going to see. You know, can't wait to see the season, man. That's all. I'm excited to see what the season will bring. Um, ESPN, like I said, ESPN hasn't felt great about the Bulls for years, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's been like that. Also, our guy Rob in the comments said, the Bulls might want to make a playoff run if they want people to yeah. take them seriously. Yeah, seriously. Very valid point. Extremely valid point. They've done themselves no favors I mean, know, in that aspect. It, I guess, so what has it been now? It's 20... 15-16 was the last, you know, the last hurrah, and then they started trading guys. Yeah. 16-17 was the first year of the rebuild. Oh, yeah. no, that was Alphas. Yes, that was Alphas. the Alphas. 17-18 was the first rebuild year. Yes, that was the first one. So that means for six, seven, seven years now, mm -hmm. we're talking in a seven-year span, one five-game elimination in round one. Yep. One play-in tournament loss. Yep. Or play-in tournament exit. The next year. And that's it. There you go. And a bunch of seventh picks. Yep. And let's see but, what you do for year three. Because remember, what you're saying are back-to-back -back years. So let's see what they, what happens in year three, though. And why did they exit the Alphas? Why did they move on and try to rebuild then? Because they were not happy with being the eighth seed every year. <sighs> you know what the good news is, Will? We don't have time for that conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are out of time. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow, same time, same place, tomorrow, in studio, 5 p.m. Central Time. But keep it right here on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel for now. Go get a snack or get your dinner or get yourself a Goose Island. But make sure you come back at 6.30 Central Time because that is when CHGO Blackhawks Pre-game yeah, yeah. begins. Yeah. Blackhawks puck drop at 7. And then CSGO Blackhawks post-game to follow. Let's do that hockey, baby. <laughs> Connor Bedard era starts now. Let's go. You can follow Will on Twitter for all of his Bulls updates at Will underscore Godly. Read everything the man writes. See allchgo.com. Big Dave. Bow. BNWL Sports. Bow. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. Our pal and producer, Joey Spathis. He's at Joey Spathis. Joey we are CSGO underscore Bulls. One more shout out to our friend, and Chicago's true hero, the shirtless wonder, flashing the CHGO merch on the balcony today. Appreciate you, buddy. Yes. Talk to you tomorrow, Bulls Nation. Until then, hit the thumb on your way out. Click subscribe. See you right. Be good. Jaleel, what up, bro? Peace. Jaleel. Mm -hmm.